This is Pod Forsaken. Hey everyone, welcome to Pod Forsaken. I'm Rodney Altman. I'm Missy Levin. I'm Chris Sachs. Okay, let's try this again because one of you is breathing into the microphone. So. Oh, it's probably me. <laughs> I Missy, assume. It, it should be off to the left of your face, like not it, not in front of your mouth, <laughs> off to the left or right, so that the breath goes past the microphone, but it still hears you when you talk. You know how like when you talk to people, they can stand to your left and still hear you. The same thing applies to the microphone. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm leaving this in. I'm leaving this in. People need to know. You all need to know what it's like to work with Missy. It's so. Every time we meet, this is we are. I know you're only hearing the first minute of this episode. We've actually been doing this for 20 minutes while Missy has the microphone in her mouth, right in front of her mouth, like like some kind of squeal coming through her headset, or being like, I don't know how to plug the headset in. We, we've been doing this for like, like months. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. It's so tiring. I'm so tired. <laughs> Rodney, you should... You should take a deep breath. <sighs> That's Missy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, everyone. All right. Welcome to Pod Forsaken. I'm Rodney Altman. I'm Missy Levin. I'm Chris Sachs. <laughs> we we are a horror review podcast where we tell you about some of the best horror <laughs> movies. You're gonna say we're a horrible podcast. <laughs> we're, we're that too. We're rapidly approaching that. <laughs> we tell you about the best horror films you may not have seen. And uh, this week we are going to talk about the film Blood Quantum from 2019. But before we do that, we always start with trailer of the week where we're going to review the trailer for the film we review in the next episode. So that is Grabbers from Ireland. What, uh, what do you guys think? I think this looks really cute. Yeah, this has this been on my good. list for years, and I somehow never watched it, so I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I think it looks really good. It probably got, because uh, it didn't perform that well, but it seems like a cult hit, um, like a cult classic. It probably did not perform as well because of, um, fuck, what's the, the British space movie? Attack the Block. Oh. Came out like the year before. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. It's funny. You because you would think that would help it improve performance, right? Or you think people are just tired of the the general? Yeah, I mean, like you know, comedy, b- b- loosely, you know, United Kingdom uh, space comedy, like space monster comedy. I, yeah, eh. I mean, based on the trailer, I would call it like Tremors meets Shaun of the Dead. That's what it kind of looks like. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a pretty good yeah way to describe the vibe. It's it's supposedly it's like there's these what like tentacle aliens that are killing people in Ireland in a small town in Ireland. And apparently the only way to get them to not eat you is to be drunk yeah. like by, <laughs> by making your blood alcohol level go up high enough. They don't want you. And so it's basically like a movie about a town full of drunk Irish people who have to fight a monster invasion. I mean, that sounds I, so fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think maybe that's, that's 
could be real. Like we should try that with COVID and like we can't get it if we're really drunk all the time. I, I'm pretty sure that's actually one of the solutions that is being tossed around. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hear just drinking Lysol is probably easier, but if, you know, mm-hmm. is, it, is it too old to make that joke? Is that joke now dead? I guess it is. I mean, no yeah. one laughed, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another part of me thought, like, it's not funny because there's always someone who will do it. I know, uh, yeah. We we in no way, Paul Forsaken, endorse drinking Lysol or yeah. Clorox and, or and bleach. And to be clear, drinking alcohol will not cure or stop COVID, to my knowledge. Maybe it does. Yeah, you, <laughs> I don't, you can't think say. So. It might stop COVID, but it's also going to kill you, so. I would make a terrible present. I would just be like, maybe. I would say maybe <laughs> to everything. Maybe invading that country would be good. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I'm not in charge. And so it's like, Mr. President, you are in charge. Like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Who decided that? (laughs) I don't think anyone will make Rodney president. You you wanted the job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't think I'd win. Exactly. Doesn't this this sound familiar? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Grabbers. This is by John Wright, uh, which he did Tormented before this. I don't, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's it's like what comes up as this other big credit. Uh, okay, never never heard of that. Oh, I mean, that that seems like it. It sounds like it'd be a horror movie. It sounds like it's just a. Oh, it is a horror comedy. Huh. Well, it I, anyway, I'm not familiar with him, but that this looks cool. Yeah. Um, the trailer for Grabbers looks good. It 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 doesn't really give away anything unless you like. I don't think a premise can be given away, right? Like no. the premise is that they're all drunk. Exactly. I imagine if you just saw it cold, that would be like you'd go, "Oh, clever twist." Not really. I think that like it's like the tagline, even if you read it, like on Netflix I gotta tell or you, something. This movie has been like on my list for years as well, Missy. But I never watch it because like the cover just looks stupid, and it's called Grabbers. Right? I know, like, but it just... like it looks like a fun. Like there's always movies that like you're like, what can I watch when I'm drinking? And like this is one of them. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I guess this would be the ultimate. Maybe not the ultimate drinking movie, but it would be a good one. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it. It looks. God, it just looks like Shaun of the Dead just replaced the zombies with monsters, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the poster actually looks kind of like the host. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, okay, good. It's on Hulu now. I think the reason I never watched it was because it was on Netflix forever and it went off of Netflix. And then when it's off my queue, I forgot about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, sometimes I'll like on Hulu or Amazon Prime, I'll like bring up my saved watch list. Can you do And that? I'll be like, yeah, you oh, can save Oh, I mean like things that have gone off. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I just yeah. meant like it's sometimes like on Netflix, you know, sometimes you scroll through your Netflix list and you're like, I don't even remember putting half these things on here, right? Yeah. But if you do that on Hulu or Amazon Prime, I feel like because I use those a lot less, I'll be like, oh, shit, like grabbers. I forgot that existed. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I've heard many good things about this movie. And they say that it gets the like it's you know, it's maybe like Slither is another good comparison. Like it gets that like gross out monster stuff. Right. While also being a funny, maybe a little heartwarming kind of story, you know, yeah. but also with like monsters eating people. And I'm like, I'm down for that. I could use a, a feel good movie after some of the shit we've watched recently. I know the main guy or one of the main guys in this. He, I really like him. He's from this um, British comedy couple. So it's like their kind of version of friends. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And then he's in the new Sabrina show, too. Ah, I've heard of coupled. Is it coupled it's or really coupling? Cu- coupling. Oh, coupling. Cup- my bad. Yeah, yeah. Coupling. It's really good. Yeah. Richard I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> let's see if i like him in grabbers first and then i'll decide okay. how much more of this man i want okay but i don't think there's a lot really to say like uh if you're if you're interested in joining us next week you should watch the trailer for grabbers 
see if this is up your alley. And if so, come back next week when we talk about it. Yeah. Oh, the, the other one that's always been on my list, like next to this, is Troll Hunter. Have any of you guys seen that? Yeah, I have seen Troll Hunter. Is that one good? Yeah, Troll Hunter is great. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. It's 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 from the same guy who did the autopsy of Jane Doe. Ooh. Oh. Okay. On Andre Overadol, I believe I'm saying it right. And I forget if Troll. I don't know if Troll Hunter is his first film or just first successful film but i think it's his first film i think it's his first film yeah and it's like a found footage movie about basically like a team in present day who who are like you know i forget why they're out there but they meet this guy who's a troll hunter and they go on a troll hunting quest with him and like you know the trolls are like giants you know like the size of like small houses or big houses for that matter it's cool it's a fun time awesome okay it's a good movie but yeah i grabbers is not found footage you know it's it's standard movie i guess you'd call it (laughs) yeah all right, I'm 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 done talking about grabbers. We're gonna talk about it for an hour next week. So let's just move on. Before we do that, Chris, do you have anything you wanna say to our listeners? Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this is the part where I would ask you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, but you're not going to. I understand. <laughs> you know There's exactly a- what he would say if he was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say mash that subscribe button. Uh, please be sure to tweet at us, like, uh, share, subscribe, and um, yeah. just, you know, lo- you know what? If you're not going to subscribe to us, subscribe to PewDiePie. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had, um for, for the first time in a while, we had a, a fan really engaged with us on Twitter. And he was like, I, hey, I listened to your, your Tumbad episode, Tumbad, and I thought it was great. And if you want any, like, you know, insights, because I assume, because he implied that he was like from India, and he was like, "I can give you more insights into the culture and the making of the film." And I was like, "Yeah, tell me, tell me everything that you can." And he and he wrote this lengthy re- response, and I was like, "Oh man, I can't wait to sit down and read that." And then I went to read it, and suddenly they were all gone, and it said like, "This Twitter user has been like banned." Oh. <laughs> and so, <laughs> oh, and wow. so like, I guess I guess when you get banned, it like removes all your tweets. Oh my god. And I was like, the one time, the one time in a long what time heck? when someone was like, yo, pod forsaken, I'm in. That guy gets fucking kicked off Twitter. <laughs> so so don't, don't that's why we're not going to say like, share, or tweet at us because that'll yeah. happen to you. Yeah. If you, if you leave us a review on Apple podcast, you lose access to Apple podcasts. So <laughs> did you even read the message? Like, do you have any insights to share with us? All I all I read the very beginning of it, and it was like basically there. This is not shocking. There was a much longer cut, and then he started to talk about the distance between the two towns. But like again, I I just it was a long thread, and I was like, I'm gonna just read this a little later because I didn't expect it to disappear. You know? Oh man, is there another way? What's our email? Maybe maybe he if he listens to this, he can contact us on his you our, don't, the email. You don't you don't know how. Oh, I guess if he's still listening. Yeah, I think it was at at Rishi on Twitter. The wh- whoever the listener was who listened to our Tomb Bad episode and tweeted at me and got your account banned. Please reach out to us, uh, podforsakenpodcast at gmail dot com, and then tell us all that information again. <laughs> podcast with an S in the end or podcast? Just podcast singular. <laughs> We're only How many podcasts, podcasts do you have? How many Podforsaken podcasts are there? What the fuck, Missy? It's you, you're part of the show. <laughs> You've been on almost 50 episodes. Don't you know our email? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, everybody, you are literally listening to our show implode weekly. Podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com. 
all singular. <laughs> I just, I feel like someone out there might have had a question on that. So I was asking for them. <laughs> on Twitter, we're at Podforsaken, singular. Oh, guys, I'm entering a tunnel. <laughs> I'll call you back. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's let's move into the main event. This week, we are talking about a new Shudder exclusive film called Blood Quantum. This is from 2019, and it's basically, a, it's a zombie movie. That's the best way to describe it. It is written, directed, and edited by Jeff Barnaby. And so when when I saw that at the beginning, I was like, there is there is no hiding from this one. This movie is going to live or die on Jeff. He did everything, right? <laughs> so I got to tell you, I think Jeff did a really good job. Yeah, this he is a did. cool movie. Yeah. yeah. There are problems with it, but I think overall it's it's a very solid movie. Yes. So this is a movie made by the First Nation people of Canada, correct? Correct. So, He's a Micmac. What does that mean? That's a tribe. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. he's Iroquois what what does that mean (laughs) uh, so I will say we we tease Missy but I learned something last week when we talked about this as a trailer I I thought First Nation was just like another term for Native American but apparently Chris this it it means that you're like a Native American from Canada is that correct a Canadian American Yes. Or that's not that's incorrect. Canadian, no. Canadian <laughs> Native American tribe. That's what I was indigenous mm. people or Native Canadian. Would that that doesn't seem right either? <laughs> but yeah, I I did not realize that First Nation specifically meant in Canada. That's interesting. So and then we learned technical- what, what blood quantum meant too. Yeah, yeah, but I forgot. Can you remind us? It's first? like how much of your blood is. The, it, it's, it was a federal test to see what percentage you of Native American or Native Canadian, whatever indigenous you are to see if you qualify for the federal grants oh. and to be part of the tribe legally so right they wouldn't be called native americans that's an uh well yeah i mean the whole thing is i mean right for i think indigenous and first nations if you're talking about canadian okay well it's we could get into a lengthy yeah. discussion right because i've, it is I've also heard of... that indian is okay now because it's been repurposed as indeo which means with god I got to tell you, I'm going to need a Native American to give me the sign off before I start using the term Indian. I know. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, I, I would not. I'm just saying it's like it's a very complicated thing. And as with anything that has to deal with social justice on the Internet, there's a lot of perspectives. I'm sure there is. OK. I, uh, yeah. Well, listen, for the rest of the episode, Missy can say Indian. No, I'm thank just... you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm sure I'll say enough things. I should... So one of the things is like I, I was surprised that the movie itself does not address the the term blood quantum, right? Like it's not. Dis- right. I understand that it has that meaning, but they don't talk about it in the movie. So forgive me for not knowing. And like, if you just watch this movie, you'd be like, "Why was it called Blood Quantum?" You know? Right. Maybe everyone knows that in Canada. <laughs> maybe I don't know, or maybe it's just it sounds fucking awesome, right? It does. It's a very cool word. Yeah. Yeah, I would say what like. 85 to 90 percent of the cast are all uh first nation people yes mm-hmm. michael Jeff gray Barnaby. eyes is fucking awesome what is he is he the sheriff guy yeah. yeah yeah he's awesome and so i think what what's and this takes place the, the movie takes place in 1981 on the red crow reservation am i correct which i don't know if we ever learn what part of canada that is but, i think it's nova scotia yeah i mean it, it, it has that gray cold look 
of like, man, I'm glad I don't live there, right? <laughs> uh, um, like a place where you just always need your jacket. That's what yeah. it looked like. <laughs> and it's basically like this quaint little, like, I mean, it's like a, it looks like a quaint little town, but I guess it's technically reservation land. And there's like a bridge that separates it across the the lake, the the, the bay from like the, the, what do they call it? The other side of town, which I guess is where the Canadians live. Yeah. And right from the start, I was like, this movie is shot very well. This is a very like slick, impressive looking movie. Yep. And I think it does. There are, there are multiple things in it that I've not seen in a zombie movie that I thought were really clever. Yes. I, I feel like one of the things that stands out to me, it, yeah, if you're going to say you're making a zombie movie in 2019, I think the question is always, why? Why are yep. you doing this? There yeah, are like, enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, it's, I think it is the most tactical approach to dealing with zombies that I have ever seen on screen. Like, these are people that thought about and have, like, by the time because it jumps forward six months into the zombie apocalypse yeah that was yeah. cool i like and, that and, and you see this life where I, I i haven't watched walking dead recently but in the comics they get to a point where they're like very like killing zombies isn't a problem anymore they've been doing this for years they know right. how to do it it's just a problem of getting overwhelmed so seeing uh people on screen that are like almost surgical about how they deal with zombies is really fucking cool mm-hmm. yeah i I, I agree. I thought it was very interesting to see them not be stupid about how to deal with them, right? And they also, because I would say the first, like, what, 20 to twenty to 25 minutes it takes place, whatever, is the prologue. And then, yeah, it says, like, six months later, and then we're into right. the, the And, and the I think we're bearing the, the lead. I don't know if we've said it's that uh, the, the native people are immune to it. Right. Right. Well, Which yeah, isn't a spoiler. So I mean, it's kind of, you know. The tagline yeah. of the movie. It, 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 it's it's not a it's not a spoiler. It's certainly there is a like there's a, a twist. Basically, all right, let's just start from the beginning. <laughs> let's just start from the beginning. We were. Okay, so, hi, this is Pod Forsaken. I'm Chris. <laughs> Missy Missy can't get her headset to work. No, but no, sorry. <laughs> so you you meet our main character who is basically the sheriff of the Red Crow reservation, right? And I think his name was Joseph. No, this, his son was Joseph. I forget what his name was, but he's the, we're going to call him the chief unless one of you know it. Well, that sounds offensive. Yeah. <laughs> but he's but he's the chief of police. That's yeah. yeah the Does sheriff? He, call him we'll sheriff. Call, That's... We'll call him the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, so trailer. <laughs> yeah. His name's trailer. Is it really? That's what IMDb says. Okay. They, I, I guess they never, they must say I, I feel name. like they introduce him and then they never really say his name again because he's so central. Yeah. So in general names were a little tough for me in this. Movie. Yeah. So the the movie opens with this old guy fishing and he brings I loved all, him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. This, so you come to learn that this old guy is the sheriff's father. And he this is one of the things I've never seen in a zombie movie before. He gets all these I guess they're salmon. I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter. And he like guts them. And then as he's like preparing to like put them away, they all start coming back to life and yeah. like flopping around. And I was like, zombie fish. That oh, my so God. Cool. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. And that's like the first thing that happens. And that just put me in this movie. It was a very like, good opening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that actually kind of like that got under my skin. The idea of these fish that like forever just flop around. Right. Yeah. I was like, that's really fucking gross. If you eat the fish, do you think you would uh, turn it's into sort a of zombie? implied later that uh, consuming it is what turned people. Mm. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. Because they're, they're in asking the water. people like, "Oh, have you eaten? Yeah. Have you eaten any of? Uh, yeah. What have you eaten? Yeah. I guess they do say that." So you know, it, the opening is fairly 
fairly standard. Like uh, you you see the sheriff dealing with some you know minor town disturbances, and it's like that part of the zombie movie where you know everyone's just doing a lot of like. Yeah, uh, people are coughing and they're like, oh, something weird's going on over the McPherson place, you know, like, (laughs) but we meet, we, we meet, we find out that he has two sons, right? Yes. Joseph and Lysol. Right. And first of all, I think it's, it's, it's strange timing that, that one of the main characters happens to be named Lysol. I know. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) Now, later in the film, they, they say that he, like, he had a different name. I think it was Alan. Yes. And then he changed his name to Lysol, but they never explain why he picked that. Right. So it, it, I, I don't know if that's, I don't understand the naming conventions of first nation people, but Lysol certainly is a choice. Right. <laughs> and I'm confused why he picked it. <laughs> so I don't know if Lysol just means something that I, you know, I'm unaware of. Or if he's just like, I fucking love that cleaning product, right? <laughs> but that's his name. His name is Lysol. And the other guy is Joseph. And they're like, what? Like late teens? They're probably like 18. Like yeah. Lysol's a little older. Lysol's like 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Maybe even a little more. I don't know. And so their dad, who's the sheriff, he had first Lysol. And Lysol's mother died. It's never really said how. And then he had Joseph with this other woman who is a nurse and she's one of the other main characters of the film. And so you learn that like Lysol's kind of this asshole, you know, cool guy. And Joseph is, um, he's like the, he's a sweetheart, sweethearted, good guy. Right. Yeah. Except he's getting into trouble because he hangs out with his older, no good brother more, more and more. <laughs> and there's a white girl that he got pregnant. Yeah. Joseph, mm-hmm. the, Joseph. The, the, the good brother. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, it's his girlfriend, right? Yeah. And so I think that's that's the basic premise. And like, you know, you you watch over the course of those 20, 25 minutes as like, you know, they, they start realizing that there are zombie there's a zombie infection spreading. Right. Yeah. Standard zombie stuff. Right. Yeah. Standard. Like if a zombie bites you, you're you turn into a zombie. Right. So they start warning people to like, don't let don't let yourself get bitten. Yeah. So, uh, again, even the opening credits I thought was really cool. I mean, they're like the, the, the fact that anyone can just get a drone and shoot like, like really good aerial footage of anything now. Right. I like that. You used to have to pay a shit ton of money to like rent a helicopter. Right. Right. But like this movie opens with these really cool shots of like a drone doing like three sixties. So like you see the town like spinning upside down and I was like, Oh, this is, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, I, I think so across the board, I think it is a gorgeous, well-shot movie. It has really, really, really well-done effects, gore effects, and some really uniquely fucked-up things that like really surprised me and made me yes. lean in because I wanted to see more. I wanted like it's it's so twisted in a unique way that I I just I, I don't want to spoil anything because we'll get to that. Yeah, but, we'll have a spoiler section. Yeah, but uh, that, yeah, I, I was just blown away by so many of the visuals, so many of the ideas. I think where the movie falls short is, unfortunately, some of the performances are a little stilted. And I think that the story overall just feels, like we said about Tumbad, like feels a little sketchy in places. Yeah, sketchy is the right word. Yeah, it's just sort of like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know zombie movies. Here here you go. We're going to go to this part now, you know? That I, I don't feel like there was a cohesive story being told, though there are very interesting, great, unique moments throughout. Fair. I, I think my favorite part was the special, like the makeup effects. 
Yes. Uh, as well. Uh, that was really, really impressive. It looked very, very top notch. Um, and I enjoyed all of that. I don't know, like, it, this was a very good movie and well shot and had some good things to say, but it's not for me. Like, I don't know. I, I think that this just isn't my type of movie. I don't know. Just like, I, I, I didn't enjoy watching it. Oh, really? No. Now, like I did like the, you know, seeing the makeup effects, but that was kind of it. Like I'm just a little bored by zombie movies. And like, I, it's one thing if they're like a zombie comedy or like a something else, but it just wasn't like fun to watch. Right. How, how did you feel like this compared to like, you know, the average zombie, epi- like the av- average zombie movie or say like an episode of The Walking Dead? Better probably, but like I stopped watching that for a reason. Got it. Yeah. I liked it more than you. I do like I do recommend people watch this if they are in the mood for zombie stuff. And like yeah. it's certainly no train to Busan, right? Like train to Busan, I think we talked about briefly that you know what it does well is it does tell like a good like character story, mm-hmm. you know? Cuz well, cuz that's all anchored around uh parenthood, right? Right. Is it's like it's about the father who's taking his daughter and then the other guy that he meets is like has his pregnant wife. And so there's all this like questions of like what's what's manhood, what's responsibility to your child, and I I think that this this movie got greenlit off of the pitch of what if we did a zombie movie, but with the angle of it's a, a stand-in for colonialism, right? Yeah, I feel like that was the whole thing. Yeah, it wasn't a complete story, like what you were right. saying. Right, and that but then that didn't fully doesn't fully come through other than in a few moments. Right. I yeah ag- agreed. And those are all the moments that they put in the trailer. Like they're really haunting the few moments that you know convey that pitch. But otherwise, it's yeah, just kind of standard. I didn't feel like this is any one character's movie, mm-hmm. and I didn't really feel like anybody had a character arc. Right, like nobody learned anything or became a different person over the course of the movie. Which makes me not care about anybody. I I think the closest is Joseph. Yeah, he's the closest. But because he he goes from being like, I guess, kind of irresponsible to like embracing fatherhood. I guess that would be his arc. But um, we'll we'll, we'll get into when we get into spoiler territories, I'll I'll beat that out more. But I, I just feel like the final moments, like the last choice he has to make he's forced into it. So it doesn't really feel like there's weight to it because it's it's not a real choice, right? Yeah. For me, this, this like, I, I always like to talk about Hatchet, right? The movie Hatchet, because I really like Hatchet. And I think Hatchet does a lot of things poorly. Is that a right? zombie movie? No, that's a slasher film. It's okay. basically just like, it's like Friday the 13th under a different name, oh, right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, the guy who plays Jason in some of the later Friday the 13th films, Kane Hodder, he plays the villain in Oh, he hatchet. plays the hatchet? Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> wow, he's man, really he, diverse. He really does it well. No, the, uh, <laughs> the villain is the called... The trick is to stand very still and let the person <laughs> wield you. It's it's Victor Crowley is the is the villain, and he's like... um He's basically like a the ghost of a, a, a mutant from the Louisiana swamps, right? And it's goofy as shit. Not, like, funny, but, like, goofy, right? But the reason you watch Hatchet is because you want to watch cool practical effect murders, right? Like, it's just this dude chopping up unsuspecting people in the Louisiana swamps. And if you're just coming for that, then it's really delivering it well. And I think if you are into watching zombies, like, tear people apart and have people, like, chop zombies' heads off with swords, Blood Quantum delivers that really well. But, like, I don't know what the difference is, but, like, some even though I haven't watched Hatchet, I assume that it's 
from what you're saying that it's like fun. And I don't know what makes something like fun or not, but like Friday the 13th movies are all really fun. Like this was just kind of like grim all the way through. I didn't find it, it fun to watch these scenes. I mean, they were cool, but it wasn't like, I wasn't like cheering. It wasn't fun to watch these kills, even though they were I'm, well done. I mostly agree with you. I think there's a little bit of fun with the, the sword wielding grandpa. Yeah. Which it's just sort of unfortunate because it's like whenever I see a sword in a zombie thing, I immediately am going to think of Michonne. Yeah, I had this moment where I was like, oh, it's so cliche to have a a guy with a zombie with a with a katana in a zombie apocalypse. But I was like, first of all, why does Walking Dead get to be the only people who have a, a sword? Yeah. But it's also like, why is that cliche and not a gun? You know what I mean? Like, that's true. Like what I'm saying is like. Like, it makes sense that you would, like, if you were smart, you would have a sharp sword in the zombie apocalypse, right? Mm -hmm. In case you run out of ammo. But because The Walking Dead did it and made such a deal out of it, it does, it it is hard to not shake that, that sense of you kind of just borrowed this from The Walking Dead. And maybe you didn't borrow it, but you definitely, it's definitely like Walking Dead already did it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, but but here's the thing. So you want to talk about like what makes something fun? I would say the scenes with um, that actor, the, the older guy with the katana, are really fun because he's interesting and dynamic. And I, I it's what makes um, Friday the Thirteenth fun. I think is that you know what ride you're in for because the movie's very clear. Like you're gonna watch a bunch of teens get killed and try to survive this. Mm-hmm. So you because you have this expectation. Maybe some of them are assholes and you, you're going to watch, you want to watch them get their comeuppance. Maybe like some of them, like it, it, there's always this uh, constant like build and release of tension that you're waiting for them to subvert your expectation or fulfill your expectation of like, oh, they're making out. I know because of the language of the film that if people are having sex in a Friday the 13th movie, they're about to get got, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So like you, you have this expectation of where it's going to, to when the, literally the hatchet's going to fall. That's right? true. Yeah. So I think one of the failure, not failures, but one of the weaknesses of this movie is that there isn't, it doesn't establish its own rhythm and language. So I don't know what to expect when. And so throughout, it's just kind of like heaping more and more grimness on top of itself. And there's a few moments of levity, like when they do the six months uh, later cut, you see Lysol talking to this other girl, which, what? Does she just kind of disappear? I, I, you know, now that you mentioned it, I think she just disappears from the movie. Yeah. So, like, you have, like, this sort of, like, back and forth pitter-patter between them. And he's, like, talking about how he has, um, he found, like, this, this what was it, like, flavoring or something? Or, like, gum? It's like a packet of, like, it's like a packet of, like, cherry Kool-Aid powder. Right. And he's like, this is the last one, and I could get a blowjob for this. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, that's <laughs> kind of interesting. And then it just, but then that never comes back. It never goes anywhere with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wanted a, you wanted a bigger story about the cherry Kool Aid powder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I thought that this, I thought that's what the blood quantum was, was how much cherry <laughs> is in the Kool Aid. Um, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is that it's like it, each thing feels so episodic that it's not building a language of its own storytelling. So then that undermines its ability to make us have fun with it. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. It, I'm glad you can put your finger on things because I don't know how to. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. I, I, that's why I do this is because I think it's interesting to have these conversations and ask these questions. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. I think episodic and, 
you know, sketchy, but under the meaning we mean like like a sketch. I don't like the word sketchy. Yeah, I don't like it, yeah, but it's also I, kind of I, funny. I can't think but, of a better word for it. Mm-hmm. But Sp- episodic, spotty? right? Because I, I kept thinking as the movie went on that it was – because like it, there are a number of surprising deaths that I was like, oh, they killed that person? But they never feel like they were built up in such a way that like it has import, right? Because you – you're just like, oh, now that person's dead and they're no longer in the movie. And now, oh, that person did that thing. Oh, OK. But like n- none of it ever feels like it's coming. Right? right. Or like it's foreshadowed. It's just sort of like it just feels like one of the things they teach you in screenwriting is that when you're constructing scenes, you know, like when I say things they teach you, I mean, specifically uh, the Aaron Sorkin in his master class. Oh, does he say this? In, <laughs> no, in no, his I'm master kidding. Class? Oh, I well, the the. Um, Matt, Matt, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park, they they gave this lecture where they said when they write scenes in between each scene, they want to put the word therefore or but like this happens. Therefore, this happens. Right. Or therefore, this happens. But this other thing happens in direct opposition. And when you do that, that's what gives that's what creates momentum and drama in a script. But too many writers put the word and in between scenes. So they're like, this happens and then this happens, and then this happens, right? Right, which is and like so, that that cliche bad storytelling, right? Like, I went right. to the store, and I bought milk, and I – it's like, that's not – stop it. <laughs> exactly, right? One of the things I uh, – uh, this is another thing I, I've always – has always stuck with me from uh, Robert McKee's book Story, which is a very long book, and it's worth your time if you want to be a serious writer. But I was so it, disappointed by that book. There's no stories in it. That's a good point. What a dirty <laughs> trick. <laughs> But he talks about how, like, you know, back when we all could go to work and be at workplaces, right, you you could find yourself being, like, around the water cooler, listening raptly as someone retells the story of how, like, their kid was running late for school and they were, like, running and they had to come back for their lunch and blah, blah, blah. But, like, when you tell us even, a like, if the content of the story is boring, but you tell it in an engaging way and it makes people go, like, Oh, and then what happened, right? And that's what creates like the momentum that makes a person want to see what happens, right? But in Blood Quantum, there was like when the movie ended, it just sort of felt like that's where they the sto- that's just the stopping point. Yeah, right? it's like, like, I felt like they I, ran out of film. Yeah. It literally was like, but what's the what's the story, right? And it's like, well, I told you the story. The movie ended, right? But that's not really a story. What's the story? Well, you you already know the story, listener. Like zombies attack this first nation like reservation some people live some people die and then the credits roll right yeah you know it's not like it's not like in night of the living dead you know where the main girl barbara she sort of like it starts off as a timid scared woman and she sort of has to like become brave over the course of the movie you know this movie doesn't deliver that and so i'm just not like i'm just not watching anyone's story but the scenes themselves just each individual scene is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 When you start with flopping around zombie fish, that's shot that well and looks that good. Yep. Like I'm, I'm strapped in and I'm on board. It's just at a certain point, I think it was a little more style over substance. Absolutely. Yeah. It's well done. There's like nothing wrong with the crafting of the movie, but it seems, yeah, it seems random what's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it feels like there's maybe a couple key scenes that, needed to be shot or were shot and then were cut out for I don't know time purposes like it's not it's like it's like an hour 40 it's you know it's an, a normal length movie but like it, it's not like another 10 minutes would have killed it you know but I don't know 
should you watch it? It re- it really comes down to how much you like zombies, right? Mm-hmm. If you like zombies, it, you should absolutely watch this movie. I think yeah. it's probably better than a lot of stuff out there for zombie movies. Yeah, I'm going to say this is one of the the better zombie films I've seen. Absolutely. But for like modern day zombie, yeah. Yeah. Like it's no it's no it's no Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. But but it's it's up in that level of quality, you know? Mhm. Yeah. It has great standout moments that I think if you want to see some if you like zombies and you want to see some unique gore and kills and stuff, I I would watch it. Yeah, the gore is not cheesy at all. It's very carefully and well done. Yeah, like I'll I'll tell one part that I don't think this is a this is not spoiling anything, but they 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 early in start talking about how like zombies keep walking across the bridge to get into town and they're like but we found a solution for that and they basically like they've set up like a giant wood chipping like a wood chipper <laughs> and they basically have created these like gates on the side so that the zombies like are just like they just are funneled into the wood chipper and like, they just like keep walking into it and there's just this guy who just sits there like running the wood chipper as blood just sprays out it's like that's one that's really smart. Like that's what you. That's yeah. a really clever way to to stop zombies from getting in. But two, I was like, that's gross as shit. Yeah, I like, forgot that was, about I, that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what I mean. Is it like there's this level of ingenuity where it's like, okay, if you were in this world, how would you solve these problems organically? Yeah. And it it feels very authentic in that way and well thought out. It's just unfortunate that like the story and. The characters themselves are interesting, but it, it almost feels like that sin of leaning too much into cinema verite of like, this is how it is. But it's like, yeah, at a certain point, like, you got to tell me a, a story. There has to be a rise and fall. Yeah. You know, like, frequently when I watch zombie movies, like, I get when it's like day one or two of the apocalypse and everyone's not sure what's going on, how you get killed. But like, you watch The Walking Dead and there's still scenes of people like, like season five, people are like walking into like a dark back room at the drugstore and then a zombie gets them. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, did you forget that zombies lurk everywhere? But in this movie, they're like, they'll like put like a trip cord in front of the door and then pound on the door and a zombie will run out and trip. And when it falls down, they shoot it in the head. And I'm like, yeah, fucking smart, right? So I I appreciated the movie being like, hey, these people are smart. The, the other thing is like the movie, it doesn't really make like a big deal about them being first nation, right? Like that's not the point of the movie. Right. It's just sort of like, this is happening there amongst these people. And I, I I could easily see how, if this were like, again, I'm just like, I'm uh, hypothesizing, but I could see how this was made by like a white director, right? How there would be this emphasis on, you know, like communion with the land and like your spirit animal and like, this, this, the tropes we've come to associate Look, with. Look, Rodney, we've all seen Avatar. Yeah, it'd be like Avatar, right? But with zombies. Haven't you not, Chris? Oh, that was the other Avatar. Never mind. Yeah, he's talking about <laughs> the James Cameron one. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it, it's refreshing to watch a movie about First Nation people, but they're not, that's not the point of the movie, right? Yeah. It's right, like, right. And I, I think that's sort of the difference between, like, diverse storytelling and diverse like performative storytelling it's like if this as you as you said if this were made by a white person that the fact that it is a first nations story would be front and center that is just incidental because it is a story about first nations people dealing with this yeah you know uh i used to work in film and tv development before my current job and like you know, I remember being in a notes meeting where like a like a like a television executive basically gave a note on a script that was like this character is written as like she's like a female scientist. But can we have like like an explanation for that in the script? Right. 
as though like to be a female scientist is like a sh- is like a thing that needs to be explained, right? Uh, the same note was given about like uh, like why a character was black, right? And it was like too Can we often. Hang a lantern on this character's race. Exactly, right? Like, if you're going to make this, if you're going to, if you're going to, I can just see in most movies, you're going to be like, we're going to have a Native American character, but we should, like, make, if he's a Native American, clearly there has to be a plot reason for it, right? right. Like, even, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Missy, it's been a while, but in, like, the, the first or second season of Twin Peaks, isn't there, like, a Native American character who helps them? Yeah, the whole, the whole movie, one of the guys that works at the police station is Native yeah, American. Yeah, that's they, what I thought. They do kind of go, yeah, they do lean on it a bit. And don't doesn't he do like like you know spirit magic out in the woods and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, a, it's like, a little iffy at times. Yeah. It's from a, it's from an earlier time, but the idea is like obviously he must do spirit magic because he's Native American, right? Whereas in this in Blood Quantum, it's like no, they just they are First Nation people. Their town looks just like everyone else's town, right? Except maybe definitely a bit more barren. I don't know if that's because of the location of the world or because of like how first nation and native American people are, have been like sort of cut off. You know what I mean? Like I am not, I am not prepared to speak at length about this, but my understanding is that like here in America, right. If you go to a native American reservation, there's, there's definitely a vibe of like, you know, poverty. And besides the casinos that like they're struggling because they're sort of been pushed to the side, you know? Well, that's a whole separate issue for our that's other whole... Podforsaken podcast about yes. Podforsaken politics. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. why it's I podcast don't... plural. Yes. But I, I guess all I'm getting at is that, like, I enjoy watching movies that don't just star a bunch of white people, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, we talked about Parasite, and it's fucking great just to watch, like, Korean families living in Korea, right? Like well, doing... that, you know what's interesting is on Hulu, The Great does that. It's about 18th century Russia. But they have black people, they have uh, Indian people, they have all sorts of people cast. Now, in reality, 18th century Russia would be like Germans, Poles, Russians, almost exclusively. Maybe some Mongolians that had come up from the south. But like, for the most part, it's going to be white people. This is just like, yeah, these are Russian people. And who gives a mm, shit? Yeah. They don't They don't make a point of it. It's just they cast people of color and it's fucking great. Yeah, I, I think that's very cool. Uh, yeah. I've, not, I've not heard of that show, The Great. I've been, yeah, I want to watch that. That's good. Start it this week. But yeah, I guess that's the whole point is that like if you're going to have people who aren't white in the movie, there's no need to explain why they're not white, right? right. Like, right. They, like people are people. And dude, if it's up to me, I would say let's 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 have a lot more movies about Native Americans yeah. and like what it's what their actual life experience is, right? Do you think the you know the whatever you said your old TV making movie tv whatever do you think they're about over like needing to explain why i don't know i don't understand the question <laughs> Wait, what did you not understand about the question rodney in the tv making movie do you think they're over <laughs> do you think they were like they're about over needing to explain why like you're a you're woman like the woman at like the q a after the movie uh, yes, just like uh, in, in, it seemed four ten minutes in uh she was wearing a she had a pencil why? I, I, first of all, I just want to let you know I'm a huge fan. I've loved all your movies, and I was wondering if you would sign my book and read my script. And also, why was it like that at that part in the movie, <laughs> Madam? I'm going to need you to sit down. Security. Oh, did did I tell you about the most cringe experience I had at a premiere? No, maybe. I um I was I was hanging out with the star of the show because uh, I had worked with him in ADR a bunch, so he was comfortable around me. We we're just hanging out, chatting, and uh, they had brought in In and Out for um 
for like the mm. premiere party. That it was a public premiere uh, to do like a screening out in um in in the uh, Hollywood Forever, the graveyard, and they. We had gotten these little in and out, like prepackaged meal boxes, and we're eating, hanging out between because they showed like one episode, then they're going to show the second episode. And this guy walks up and he goes like to the to the star. He goes, "Hey, uh, these uh these boxes are good, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, it, it's in and out. It's good." And he's like, "Did yours come like mine did with this?" And he pulls out like a cassette or like a CD, and he's like, "No." And he's like, "Well, I'd love for you to take a look at this. It's my stand up." It's just like. Oh, please kill me. And wow. I, I went home and I, I yeah, I just drowned you myself. you watched it? No. How do you not know if it was a cassette or a CD? Well, I, it was so awkward that, like, I want to make it more awkward in my memory and make it a cassette, but I'm pretty sure it was a CD. <laughs> it, like, makes me think of that scene from, like, Forgetting Sarah Marshall where Jonah Hill, like, gives his, like, comedy demo or, or his, no, his script or something to the main. We all seen this movie, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. Who's the Russell Brand, right? And he's like, yes. "Hey, will you will you watch this?" And then later in the movie, he's like, "Hey, did you watch it?" And he's like, "You know, I I was going to, and then I just sort of went about living my life." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we get back on track real quick? I think we talked about this a lot. I'd like to talk spoilers so we don't go too long. Should you watch it by now? You should just watch the trailer. The trailer doesn't give anything away. Watch the Blood Quantum trailer, and if you're like, "I do want to see this," I hope it delivers zombie action. It does. But again, story-wise, eh, Missy, you're a no. I'm a no, but like, if you if you like zombie movies, I think you'll like it. It's it's good. I just it's not my thing. Cool. And Chris, yeah, you, yeah I, I think you should watch it if you like zombie movies. Cool. All right, spoilers. Three, two, one, go. Oh my god, the fucking chainsaw <laughs> the zombie in half and he falls out the window. That was the yeah. best. Yeah, it was so good. First of all, this movie has a Rodney specialty in it, and that is <laughs> the death of a baby. <laughs> like <laughs> yep. er, early in they like in in the first like 20 minutes they like bust into this room and there's this woman who is a zombie who is eating her baby yeah and she like turns around you full-on see her holding a dead baby and it like it, it's like leg rips off and it plops to the floor and i was like what the fuck like that is disgusting <laughs> but yeah. but but like that gives it a level of real realism that makes you be like oh fuck this is one of those movies mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I really, I really dug that because that was, uh, there was some like a little bit of blood and violence and stuff with like the zombie in the um the jail. Yeah. But everything again, kind of episodic. It sort of cut away. Like that we see that, and then they just leave, right? And it's like the the dude just got bit by the thing, and then the the police chief or whoever's there, the the white police guy, is like, uh. Right, because there's no resolution to that. Because at the beginning of the movie, his the 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 sheriff of the Red Crow Reservation, his son, his two sons are arrested, but on like the the, what do you want to call it, the Canadian side of the river, you know? Right. I mean, it's all Canada, but like the white side of the river. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is. They're the white sides where all the white people live. (laughs) I don't know how to say that. Like, (laughs) they even call them the whites in the movie. Like, I don't, I don't think it's being offensive. Uh, It's just funny hearing you say it. But it might be. So I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, like they are locked in a cell with this guy who clearly is infected. And when they go in, like to to get his son out, the zombie attacks him and it bites his dad and at least one more of them. It bites the son too, right? Yep. And so your training as a zombie movie movie watcher is like those guys are fucking dead and walking, right? But then when it cuts to six months later, they're still alive, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? And that's when you find out that, like, 
the red crow people are immune to the zombie bites. Yeah, so that was like that was must have been like the first week of the outbreak that we're watching. Yes, because no one knew what was going on, right? Right. The first the first like twenty to thirty minutes is is like day one or two of the outbreak. Like it's right. all. They never say like, did I miss them saying like why this happened? Nope. Okay. No. Okay. Just making sure. Never explained. Which is, okay. I'm fine with. I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Like but I don't know if I missed it. That that's why it's kind of sketchy because it's like. I feel like it's leaning a lot on the viewer's expectation and knowledge of zombie movies, mm-hmm. but it's not then like subverting that or playing with it. It's just using that as a shorthand to like skip scenes. Yeah. So like, yeah. Okay. So they're all immune. I think that's cool, but it's never really discussed why, right? Nor is there a plot about how like, Hey, let's call the government and say, why don't you do take some blood samples? Cause maybe there's mm-hmm. something in our blood that could be helpful. Right. Instead there. And like, maybe that is a commentary, right? Like it's like, Hey, remember when you, you fucked us all over hundreds of years ago? Well, you can all fucking die now. Right. <laughs> Cause we're just going to live in our, like, um, what do you call it? Like a fortress. They build like a fortress out of like shipping mm-hmm. containers, but there's just no explanation for why their blood is immune. Yeah, but like, I mean, I think they have that that great line about it where it's that, like, yeah, maybe the old maybe wise just, guy. Yeah, he's like, maybe they just forgot about us. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fair. That was pretty haunting. Yeah. Again, best character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, but again, like the so he's yeah again he's the the grandpa of Joseph, the father of the sheriff, but like it's never really explained like why he has a katana sword, like like why he he's not like. It's not like he's like a ninja master, but he's really good with that sword, right? And it's like, I, I, same goes for everyone. There's like this this like chubby guy who has a chainsaw, but like if he has a name, I like I'd have to look in the credits, right? Because he's not even a character. He's just that chainsaw guy. Mm-hmm. And like most of the characters sort of fall into that kind of painting. It's like exactly the pregnant girlfriend, good son, bad son, the nurse mom, right? And like they some of these people have little moments. But even like the dad, right, who I believed was the main character, right, the sheriff, like it's six months later and he's kind of the same person he was when the movie started, right? And like there are little hints of his shading when he says that like, like basically he's like, I hope my son doesn't grow up to be like me because I'm a bad person, right? And I was like, hey, that's that's a nice shade, right? But I'd say like two thirds of the way through the movie, he gets killed, right? But like it doesn't it doesn't really feel how to put this? It didn't feel like it was meaningful because it didn't feel like, like, go on without me. Like, I'll sacrifice my life. He's like holding a door. And like the mo- the moment just doesn't land with the same, um, like the emotion you kind of want it to. It's just like he gets killed. And I guess, Chris, like you were saying about Cinema Verite, it's sort of like, well, that's what would happen, right? You would think and it'd be the probably is what would happen, but that's not always fun to watch. Right. Right. And because he died, it's like he doesn't really, there's no real drama between him and Joseph. There's definitely tension between him and his, like, asshole son, Lysol, who – but, like, again, it's never really developed. It never really goes anywhere. And so you're kind of, like, watching the story of the sheriff, and then he dies. And you're like, okay. And that's sort of the case with most characters in the film. You know, regarding Joseph, like, when we first meet him, yeah, you're, you're like, okay, he's in jail. He's, he's you know, his, his older brother's bad influence. He gets out of jail, and he goes straight to the hospital where, like, his pregnant girlfriend is about to have an abortion – and then he basically says, like, do you want to do this still? And she's like, no, I changed my mind. And he, like, lovingly, like, takes her hand and he's like, okay. But, like, because of that, that's not really – that doesn't give him anywhere to go as a character, right? Like, instead, if the movie was about how he 
like aggressively does not want to be a father. Right. And like, if his, if his girlfriend said like, I'm not having the abortion and he got upset about it and it was a problem. Then the journey of him by the end being like, I'm ready to accept responsibility and be a good father. That tells a tale, you know? Right. But, but that doesn't happen. Instead, he's, it's just sort of like, okay. So six months later, his wife, his girlfriend is like very pregnant. Her baby's coming soon. And now everyone's living in this fortress and like, Lysol basically has decided to create like on the poster you see this dude with like a weird creepy like 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 a hockey it's almost a hockey mask and like he I guess he's just wears this when he kills zombies it's never explained why he suddenly has made this mask right right well it's it's very funny where like this emphasis on stuff cuz like because it is a movie made by a first nations person you don't have to explain as you shouldn't that they are Native American and what that means. However, you do need to explain why Grandpa has a katana. You do need to explain, like, how, you know, they run their society. That's And that's the thing that's kind of a misstep. Yeah, is... all that sounds really interesting. I want to know all that. Yeah. Right. Like, there's not even a scene. Like, it's clear that Grandpa runs a pawn shop, but it's missing the scene where he, like, opens up the back room and takes the katana down and he says, like, I've missed you, old girl, or Ooh, whatever. Like right? Yeah. Instead, it's just like first time you see him, he's in his pawn shop and he shows his son the the the, the living the undead fish he caught. And the next time you see him, now he's carrying around a katana and he's like killing zombies with it. I'm like, okay, like I guess I don't need it, but it it feels right. like you're missing a step, right? Right. And that, and, and and like a katana is hard to use, so like maybe yeah. in the first days, show us how he doesn't use it well. So then when you jump six months later, oh, he's a fucking master at it now because he's been doing this for six months. Yeah. Um. But he ends up being, it's like, it's like he's in a lot of the movie, but he also doesn't really, he just doesn't feel like much of a character. He also at the end has one of those, like, I'm sacrificing for you guys moments. But like, it's like, they're all trying to get to a boat and he's like, go on, I'll hold them off. And he pulls out his katana. Totally necessary. That's what I thought. I was like, that boat's plenty big. And like, you're 20 steps away. Like, just get in the fucking boat. What are you doing? There's no time. There's no time. I'll hold them off. No, just come here, Grandpa. No, no there's, there's no time. I was like, there's plenty of time. You had you had like 45 seconds, and you were you were so close to the boat. Yeah. And so I didn't really care for that. I I thought Lysol's choice to basically it all goes to shit because one of the people that Joseph Joseph is like the good kid, and he's going out and he's finding survivors and bringing them back. And one of the two survivors that make it in who are white people, so they can be infected. One of them kills himself, and that doesn't go anywhere. But then the other girl is bit, and she doesn't tell anyone. Right. And so she turns into a zombie, and then Lysol unleashes it in the, the group. Yeah. So, one, again, like, look, everyone's allowed to run their, their zombie fortress however they want. But it's odd that, like, if you're going to be, like, letting people come into your closed society, that you wouldn't, like, take them in a room and be like, listen, I don't mean to be rude, but you got to take off all your clothes and show me you don't have a zombie bite. Right? Exactly. Like, I need to see it because like this girl, like there's a part where she's like has an interview with the nurse who's the mom of Joseph. Yeah. And she's like, I have to ask you a very serious question. Have you been bitten? And she's like, nope. Mm-hmm. And then she goes in the bathroom and like pulls up her shirt and she has this like gaping purple bloody wound. Right. And I'm like, dude, like I, you could you would have just seen that. Right. Like, don't you know she's going to fucking lie? But of course, you know, she's now uh, she gets in and then. In a scene that sort of felt like it came out of nowhere is like the, the night before everything goes bad, they're at like a, it's not a party, but they're all like hanging out and like drinking. And and Lysol's basically like, you know that new girl? I'm going to get a blowjob from her. And he goes to hit on her. And then like a little bit later, Joseph comes into his room and Lysol is like on the ground rolling around screaming. And the 
the the white girl with the wound on her stomach, she has turned into a zombie and she is now eating his penis, right? Right. Like she's holding his, like she's ripped it off and she's eating it. And I was like, wow, all right, that's full. That's a full on shot of a of a prosthetic penis being eaten. I have not seen that in days. <laughs> days. <laughs> um, but right, that reminds me, I have to clear my browser history. <laughs> Even the the logic of the scene, it doesn't make sense, right? Because, like, te- if we want to get technical about it, he would have been getting a blowjob from a sick but still alive human being, yeah. right? And they all have to die, right? Like they like they make that clear in the movie that like if you die from the bite, there's that moment where you like stop breathing and then like a minute goes by and then you reanimate, right? So there would have been like a window where she's just motionlessly like has her mouth around his penis and he's just laying there like, okay, unaware (laughs) that this is not a good sign, right? She's not responsive. And then I understand she like would wake up and bite him, but he's still like, it just rolls around. Like the the scene felt very staged. You know what I mean? It's an idea that, I mean, it's a, it's a cool idea, but yeah, it would, didn't, they didn't get there super yeah, Be And because, like, it, it should have been a whole scene, right? I would have liked to have seen the, the, the like, it's like we're seeing the aftermath of this moment, right? Because it's like Joseph barging in. But this, understandably, having his penis bitten off really makes Lysol incredibly mad. Oh. And he, mm. uh, oh, very mad. And he basically is like, fuck everyone, right? Like, this wouldn't have happened if you weren't letting, like, the white people come into our closed society. So he takes the, the zombie girl and like unleashes her like in the the back room where like all the non you know like the women and children are, and it basically causes you know zombies galore to to flood the fortress. And so the last thirty minutes of the movie is basically like you know a giant zombie battle. Yeah. Right. But so, one, I'm well, like, how are so- you fucking walking around, bro? Right. Like <laughs> right. you had you had your you had your penis ripped off one hour ago and he's just strolling around with his mask on being like i hate everyone and i'm like dude you how are you doing anything right yeah (laughs) well here that actually leads into a segment we haven't talked about yet so throughout there's like maybe three or four uh uh graphic representations like animated sequences oh yeah i forgot that oh yeah so that's that cool i forgot yeah they're they're really well done and i realized like that so one immediately follows that uh, him getting his dick ripped off and eaten by the zombie. Yeah. And it it shows a zombie head on a altar with penis tentacles around it. And then it pans up and it shows Lysol. And then it like flash cuts to like the world is burning and he has the mask on. Right. So it's like, okay, this is supposed to signify that in this moment he is transformed to this like bloodthirsty alter ego and he's going to burn the world down. Right. Yeah. yeah, I guess. The, yeah. The to be clear, the there's like maybe three or four of these animated sequences, but they are they're like ten seconds or less each. They're do you think very that short. Was, gorgeous. Like, they are gorgeous. Yeah. Do you think that that was like storyboards kind of thing that they included, or or just specifically no, because, done for the movie? It's definitely not storyboard because it's not it, it's not happening in the movie. They're just like these. It's sort of like in Mandy. Mandy has the same thing where it mm-hmm. just cuts to this like trippy animated shot of a woman with her hair flowing, right? And it's meant to just be evocative and cool and maybe symbolic. But like, I literally was thinking how much I kind of just want a zombie movie with this, I whole, liked this that. animation I they, style. I agree. Yeah. I think that would have been better. But I mean, it is meant to be symbolic of like, at least that one. I was like, yeah, I get it. Like that is the, the, the symbolism of him losing his mind and becoming a rage machine. Right. But it's just sort of like, again, like 
Lysol doesn't have much of a character. Like earlier in the film, he says to his brother, he's like, you know, I think you think I, I like being an asshole to you, but I'm just an asshole, right? It's not like, it's not you specifically. And it's sort of like, okay, that's the character. But like, you know, like you don't really get to know him other than he's basically just like, look, like I'm fucking pissed off about something, right? And like, I don't really like white people and I don't want you bringing them in here. And then he goes on a killing spree and starts killing everyone. And then for no apparent reason, he stabs Joseph. Like just, I mean, I thought he was gonna, I thought he killed him, but he doesn't kill him. But he like stabs him in the fucking, like, like near the heart. And I was like, what did he do? Like, he didn't bite your penis off, right? <laughs> um, right. And it's not like Joseph pushed him to do that. So that's that's why it doesn't feel like there's, as you said in the, the Matt and Trey uh, model of like, this, therefore this, this, but this. Like, it, it doesn't all feel connected because it doesn't feel like there's a logical through line to why characters are doing what they're doing. Right. So you know, yeah, he, like, stabs his brother, he starts killing other people, uh, because all the zombies get loose, their dad, the sheriff, he gets killed by zombies, and again, I was like, all right, well, I just, I thought the dad would have some kind of point, or at least make it to the end of the movie, right, (laughs) but no, okay, uh, and then it's like, we gotta get out of here, right, and, and then toward the end, they do sort of abandon some of their strategic killing, you know, like, they're like, let's just, let's just distract all the zombies with the car, and we'll run in there, and I'll just shoot a bunch of them, and I'm like, I, I don't it like like they say there's like a hundred people, but you only ever see like twelve zombies, you know. I don't, it didn't feel like as big of a problem as they wanted me to believe it was, right? Yeah. I mean, zombies are a problem, but I meant like it didn't feel that hard to win back the camp. That's what I'm getting at. It didn't feel like the camp was truly, utterly overrun, right? Right. Yeah, I think that might have just been a budget issue. Sure, I'm willing to buy it. And they're like, hey, we got to like, like everyone go to the church because like the church is our, our like rendezvous point. And when they get there, like all the white people who are human still have been like round up and like tied up in a circle. And like this one of the other like crazy, uh, angry dudes who's like on Lysol's team is like pouring gasoline all over them. He's planning to burn them. And again, this is one of those things where like everyone has like a sock in their mouth. And I'm like. Dude, you know how easy it is to just push a sock out of your mouth? Like, why don't, why are you, pre- like, why are you pretending like you're gagged? You're not gagged, right? Don't, like, don't just kink out. shame. <laughs> he likes know, having that sock. I, I know when a person is properly gagged, Chris, all right? And those people were not. <laughs> He's like, if but I'm going to die, I'm going to die happy. I got to tell you, I understand that, like, you're afraid, but, like, just a word of advice to everyone. If you are gagged and having someone pour gasoline on you, it is time to try to stand up and run because (laughs) there is only one outcome. You are about to be burned alive. And those people were all very calm about it, right? Yeah. (laughs) And that's one of the moments where the movie is, is attempting to make a point because I don't remember the exact line, but it's essentially like the white man did all this to us and this is our attempt to like pay it back on them, right? But it doesn't feel like that's a relevant theme throughout the movie, right? So that scene felt a little out of place. Yeah. No, no one disagrees. Okay. Yeah, you, I agree. But again, it's it all feels very episodic. Yeah. I just didn't like care. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who these people are. Like, they're not characters in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're just a bunch of random white extras who you're telling me were at the camp this whole time, but none of them have had any lines whatsoever. I right? also like thought they didn't want a lot of white people at the camp. They were like really, really picky about. Well, that's who the thing. It's in. like it's like I think they're, the concept is they had an open door policy of like if there are, if you find strike like survivors out there. We'll take them in, but Lysol and some of the other people are not cool about it, right? Yeah. But again, that that very thing is not explored well. Like, there's not a scene where, whatever, like, the sheriff and his son, like, 
they, they kind of like argue about it briefly, but it's not really like explored in any kind of meaningful way. Right. It's just like, he's angry about white people. And the dad is like, we got to help everyone. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. It just feels like the movie is trying to say something, but it doesn't really succeed in saying anything. It's just a cool zombie movie. Yeah. You know? And then at the end, like, you know, uh, turns out Joseph didn't die from that stab wound. And he finds his brother, like knocks him over the head. Then he takes him out to a field and stabs him and then like shoots a gun to call all the zombies. And the zombies come and like tear him apart. And I was like, oh, oh, and not before his girlfriend, the pregnant girl, she also gets bitten. And all these things at the end, I was like, okay, so like, wait, why are you like, why are you just like leaving your brother to be eaten by zombies? Like, I get you're mad at him. But again, it felt like a lot of work, right? Like the town is being overrun and you're taking time to like go to the town square to be like, this is the perfect place to make my brother die a horrible death. Right. <laughs> um, but ultimately, like him, his mom and his pregnant girlfriend escape and get on the boat that's when grandpa like holds them off yeah. unnecessarily and he gets killed obviously grandpa. well that, that's also strange too i'm I actually just pulled it up and i was re-watching that sequence it goes from the church where they're like where is he where's lysol and then it cuts to them what happened to all the people that were in the church yes there are there are several times like the editor did and the editor again is the director he does a very good job with the editing but there are still parts that feel like there is something missing slightly right you're like wait how did we get here right it made it's me not- like glaze over because i felt like i was missing stuff i don't know, it just made me like confused and then not care even i don't want to imply that it's sloppy or poorly done at all it's just it just feels like they they didn't have time to shoot a couple scenes or they shot them and they weren't working so they took them out and now a piece is missing, right? But you're right. It's like one minute they're in the church and then suddenly they're somewhere else. And then they're like, we got to get to the boat. And I'm like, wait, all right. it just feels like the movie is like speeding up toward the end, right? What did they think there was going to happen in the boat? That's the thing. They don't ever discuss like, where are they planning to go with the boat? There's not, there's not like, there's no point in the movie where they're like, you know, I've heard radio transmissions from this island north of here. And if like, I hear there's no zombies there, we should try to go there, right? Yeah. Like the plan has always been like, yo, if shit goes bad, go to the church. And if the shit gets bad there, we'll get to the boats and then we'll go somewhere. And everyone's like, well, where should we go? And like, I don't know. We'll figure out once we're in the boat. Yeah, I so, feel like that's just, like, another zombie movie trope is that, like, yeah, you get you get on a boat to try to go somewhere, but I don't. So, yeah, they, they get in the boat, and she starts going into labor, and she gives birth. And there there is a – throughout the movie, she is afraid that she will have a, uh, a like, an, a, a zombie baby and will try to kill her, right? But she gives birth to a normal, healthy baby boy, except she's been bitten, and so she's dying – and I guess you know, it was certainly like a sad scene at the end when he's like, do you want to hold him? And he like, she like holds her baby and she's like, I need you to take him back. Cause like, you know, I, uh, I'm afraid I'll hurt him. And then like, you know, mom gives Joseph a gun and he has to like kill yeah. his girlfriend and he shoots her in the head. And then it just ends with them like rowing off into the mist. And like, that's the end of yeah, the movie. She's like, Credit- just take care of him. And like, she's dying, trusting her baby will be taken care of. But I feel like all of them are going to die like a day later. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It's like, <laughs> I don't know where you're going. Cause like, it seems like the only place you can go is like across the bay to the white side of town where it's also it's gonna be worse. zombies. It's going to yeah, be it's, way worse. It's, <laughs> so you have no food, right? You have like a gun and now you have a screaming baby. I genuinely don't know what your What are you going to feed the baby? Like they can't eat much. <laughs> so I don't know if it's supposed to be a like, yo, I left it here in case they'll let me make a sequel and we'll pick up the story. But like the fact is, is like, because like I said earlier, it's not about, it's not the story of a guy constantly rejecting 
his responsibility for fatherhood. And then at the end, he finally steps up and he's like, I will do this, right? Yeah, you're right. He He's down to be a father almost the whole movie. So like, it's really just a scene of him like, having to like put his girlfriend out of misery. Yeah, we were never questioning if he was going to do that. And that, that's right. what I was saying earlier is that it's not a choice, right? It, uh, survival is not a choice for a character. A character, it's presumed that a character is going to try to survive. Exactly. Right? So right. like him killing his girlfriend doesn't have any weight. Right. 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 It doesn't even, it's not, it doesn't even have the part, the standard part you would expect of like, I can't do this. And he starts crying and she like takes his hand and she's like, look, look me in the eyes. And she's like, I'll always be with you now do it. Right. Right. And then you see him do it. Like he just is like, this has to be done. I, 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 I will miss you. And he doesn't say that, but he, you know, that's the vibe. And then he shoots her. And then the again, vibe. it's just like, because I mean, the vibe is like, I feel bad about this, but we both know it has to be done. Right. Yeah. He doesn't even say goodbye to her. He just, he lets her hold the baby and he takes the gun and then he shoots her. And then it's like movie over the end, like zombies killed most people, but not these three. That's the ending of the movie. Yeah. Like right? it's not a happy, is it supposed to be a happy ending? It's not like a, the, the other thing is like, he, he, he tells her, don't worry. Our baby can't get sick. Right. And I was like, you don't know that. You like, don't know that at all. Like, you're, he's only 50% Red Crow. He's also 50% White Woman, right? Yep. So there's maybe a 50% chance he can't get sick, but like... It's still nice all, to tell her before she dies. Yeah, valid. It could just be a nice thing he, he said, <laughs> said to his girlfriend before shooting her in the face. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, right. but imagine, that, imagine the, the end, she's like, take care of him, will you? And he goes... I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just like, nope. And then blows yeah. your brains out. <laughs> but, you know, again, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching the movie. And a lot of these things are like, these are, these are not, they're not nitpicky. These are important things, but they don't, they didn't ruin the experience for me, you know? Cause like it was doing everything else so well that like, I didn't say, I, I, let me put it this way. I did not say characters were doing stupid things for the most part, right? I was like, yeah, these are real people who are handling this in a realistic way. It's just that the storytelling behind all of that is kind of weak. And I, I think it goes to show because I, I, people who listen will know that I often harp about story and character. Yeah. And this, the character, the characters were pretty interesting, even as I said, despite some you know hit or miss uh, performances. Because I, I believed them. I like I believed the like old guy who runs a pawn shop that gets a katana. I really liked the uh, trailer, the the uh, Michael Gray eyes, the sheriff guy. Mm -hmm. Like I, I liked. I thought Joseph was earnest. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but I think if you're doing interesting stuff stylistically and it's cool and stuff I haven't seen before, I will forgive a weaker or missing story because I'm interested by something. If you're telling like a bullshit rote story that like I've seen a million times and your characters are boring, I'm going to harp on how you don't like, if you're going to do that, tell me an interesting story. And I'll, I'll, I haven't seen this movie yet, but the reviews I've been reading about, um, have you heard of In the Vast of Night or The Vast of Night? No. So this is, it's a sci-fi movie, but it's about a 1950s town where a UFO lands. That's it. And it's about like two kids who are investigating it. Like one works at the radio and one is like sort of like the cool nerdy kid. And this girl, this guy and girl who are both like 17, 18, it's like sort of a little bit of a romance, but it's mostly a sci-fi story of this 1950s town. Cute. And Yeah. And literally the reviews I've read are like, whatever you think is going to happen is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> but by the time that in the plot, one of the characters says there's something in the sky, 
which you've heard a trillion times, the movie and storytelling is so unique that it feels new. Okay. Well, so, maybe we should cover that in I a future episode. Yeah. But so I, I think that's what I'm trying to say is like, if you're going to tell me something trite and stupid, at least do it in a cool fucking way. Which I do think Blood Quantum does. Yes, exactly. Cool. Just making sure we're on the same page there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, again, Missy, you're totally right. It's just another zombie movie. I can't I can't say this is doing other than being a First Nations cast and crew, at least at least director, writer. I can't speak for the whole crew. Uh, all the, most of the cast too. Yeah. Oh, like, did you say that? Yeah. I, I think I said cast. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's unique. But besides that, it it it's like many zombie movies you've seen many many times before, right? But, but it does cool fucking shit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I come to a zombie movie for. So you know, bravo. I um like even though we've like again we've spoiled some things, but it's not like a twist heavy movie. So I I still think it's it's worth watching. Like this is this is a this is a good time. But just don't expect anything, you know, too deep and meaningful. You know, like you're not it's it's not the kind of movie when people die. You're like, oh, no, I really cared about that person. You're yeah. like, oh, OK, they're dead now. Right. But anyway, I feel like we've talked about this a lot. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we sign off? Nope. That, I think that sums up my feelings. Cool. Uh, be sure to subscribe to PewDiePie. Yeah. <laughs> PewDiePie. He needs more subscribers, more likes, reviews. That guy, that guy's killing it. So help him out, man. Get, get him all the way to the top again. <laughs> Because I don't think he's he's no he's not the number one guy anymore, is he? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I I've I have seen a grand total of eight minutes of Pootie Pie ever, and that I've was not seen six any. minutes too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all right, everyone. Everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Next week, uh, we're doing Grabbers. That gives you a week to watch it. Check it out. We'll see you next week. Awesome. Be well. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. If you could uh, like, subscribe, and share this episode, that'd be great. If you want to share your feedback with us, we can be reached at podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah!